From the virtual newsroom of Impact Alpha, this is your Impact Briefing for Friday, September 25th. I'm Monique Aiken. Today, we bring you highlights from this week's Agent of Impact call number 23, changing the algorithms of finance to advance racial justice. And we'll remember Supreme Court Justice Ruth Bader Ginsburg, this week's Agent of Impact. But first, here's what you need to know from this week in Impact Investing. Corporations rolled out their climate pledges and plans for the UN's annual climate week, usually in New York, but this year online and around the world. Net zero pledges are the new table stakes. Morgan Stanley and Facebook pledged to meet emissions goals by 2050, but Amazon and Walmart are aiming for 2040, and even that may be too late. Amazon's $2 billion climate fund made its first investments targeting carbon capture, battery tech, and electric vehicles. Walmart said it will get to zero emissions by 2040 in its own operations without resorting to offsets. In California, Governor Gavin Newsom signed an order to ban sales of new internal combustion engines in 2035. That came within days of Tesla's announcement that it could cut battery manufacturing costs in half and produce a $25,000 electric car within about three years. Asia is the newest battleground for alternatives to animal products. Hong Kong-based Green Monday raised $70 million to ramp up alt-protein options. The holding company owns Omnipork, which doesn't use pigs, and the Green Common grocery store chain. In the Philippines, Ananasanam buys pineapple leaf waste from farmers and converts it into Pinatex, a leather substitute. Beneficial returns extended an impact-linked loan to the woman-led enterprise. And DWS, the wealth management firm spun out from Deutsche Bank two years ago, cut back its New York-based sustainable investment team. The shakeup leaves in limbo a renewable energy fund that had secured $80 million from the Green Climate Fund. Subscribers to Impact Alpha got all of these stories and many more in their inboxes this week. Racism and discriminatory practices in education, housing, and access to business loans have cost the economy $16 trillion since 2000, Citigroup says in a new study. The bank found that closing those racial gaps could add $5 trillion to the U.S. GDP over the next five years. On Impact Alpha's call this week, Agents of Impact shared how they're rewriting investment algorithms to advance racial justice. An algorithm is the code or guidelines that embed the rules of a system, said the Beck Center's Erica Davies. And so if we don't undo that algorithm, it will keep going the way that it has always is gone without any intention um, or intention around the, the racism that's embedded in it. And so we're at the point in 2020, although there are bad actors, we don't need bad actors actually to perpetuate systemic racism. Um, we need people to interrogate the systems and the, and the policies and the practices that are in front of us. And then to decide to make the, the changes to those. Um, so. Marla Blow talked about MasterCard's $500 million commitment over seven years to reduce racial wealth gaps, doubling an earlier pledge. Um, but even before that, right, tracing back to the 60s, when a highway got built, which mm-hmm. the, if you want to go across the United States and look at what's happening in cities, trace the highway system, right? The number of places where a highway shows up and gets built in the middle of a neighborhood overwhelmingly a black neighborhood, right? Overwhelmingly often it's a black neighborhood. Um, and on one side of this, of this highway is prosperity and on the other side is blight, right? And how do you get people to rethink those kinds of trends, 
to understand the implications of those decisions and be able to prove that there is spending power, there is viable business to be built. And that is the way that that MasterCard inserts itself and adds a voice to this conversation of how to en- how to enable the flow of capital to places that might be overlooked. Municipal so budgets and bonds offer some of the clearest examples of how racism distorts public finance. Here's activist Ryan Bowers. You know, part of our work at, at Activist, we kind of look at municipal finance through a lens we call fiscal justice, is really looking at the kind of equity in budgets and really based on the belief that cities that treat their residents fairer have better long-term fiscal outcomes. And so we're, we look through um, everything from income statements to balance sheets. And, uh, and part of our work is we kind of go into cities and as we're looking through budgets, really kind of writing down or kind of grossing up or really restating financial statements based on some undisclosed risk, uncompensated risk, or um, you know, off balance sheet extra financial risks that we see that- And Illumin Capital's Darren Dodson drove home the urgency of this moment. So when we think about the urgency of impact investing to redefine not only the arguments of the optimal performance that we found were systematically overlooked when, with Black-led managers within our research relative to white-led managers, we must also look at the way that that, um, that lack of alpha contributes to the systematic images that left unaddressed within education technology, um, the systematic biases within things like payday loans that destroy the economic wealth. I spent three years- As for me, this conversation is not an abstraction. This is personal. I've been thinking about intersectionality a lot lately and how I can't divorce my blackness from my womanness and other people cannot separate their sexuality, their abilities, their neurodiversity from who they are. And so if we center Blackness as we make the system work for the most intersectional of identities, we would literally realize the promise of America for everyone. We'll have a full roundup and replay of the call on Impact Alpha next week. This week, we're honoring an unlikely agent of impact, the notorious RBG. Inspired by Justice Ginsburg, on Wednesday, Impact Alpha flipped the script on the definition of pro-business. One social change that has boosted companies and the economy is the full participation and leadership of women. For decades, Ruth Bader Ginsburg chipped away at two centuries of obstacles to women's greater participation in the economy. In the documentary, Notorious RBG, she quotes abolitionist Sarah Grimke to put it this way. I ask no favor for my sex. All I ask of our brethren is that they take their feet off our necks. Often, she had to do so in dissent, laying the groundwork for future decisions. The greatest dissents do become court opinions, and gradually, over time, their views become the dominant view. So that's the dissenters' hope. They aren't writing not for today, but for tomorrow. It's worth remembering that the ability to sign a mortgage without a man, to have a bank account without a male co-signer, to have a job without being discriminated against based on gender, and to be pregnant, have kids, and work at the same time were all contested terrain not so long ago. Likewise, new definitions of systemic risk, of fiduciary duty, of stakeholder accountability, of anti-racism, today's dissenting opinions will one day become the dominant view. Rest in power, RBG. 
See our profile of Justice Ginsburg and all of our agents of impact on Instagram at Impact Alpha. That's going to do it for your impact briefing this week. You can read all of these stories at impactalpha.com. Subscribers receive the brief and full access to Impact Alpha, including subscriber-only agent of impact calls. Go to impactalpha.com slash subscribe and use the code briefing100 for $100 off. Thank you for listening. And thanks to our producer, Isaac Silk. I'm Monique Aiken, VP of Programs at Mission Investors Exchange. If you're listening on Apple Podcasts, please take a second to rate and review the show right now. It really helps us reach more listeners. And make sure you check back for next week's Impact Briefing.